Welcome to the Cold Takes Colder Brews podcast. This podcast is all about Wisconsin beer and Wisconsin sports. Today, we're going to try a beer. We're going to give it a little rating. We're going to have a bargument. And then we're going to talk everything Packers, Bucks, Brews, and Badgers. So if that sounds good to you, let's get into it. All right, everybody. How was your weekend, Christian? Yeah, it was good. Uh, minus watching that Badger game. It was pretty good. I mean, it was good for the first half. Yeah, yeah. It was till, great for the first half. Till all of our hopes and dreams were <laughs> yeah. crushed. Yeah. You got to get the hopes and dreams and the chance to beat Ohio State, and then all of a sudden you're like, psych. Is it even a loss if you didn't have a chance to win it? Or if you already expected them to lose? <laughs> Yeah. Right, we all expected them to lose, and then they gave us hope, and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, "Now you sorry. know what it's like to be a Viking fan." Yes. You're welcome. But I did not get to watch it this weekend as I was in Paris um, on vacation, so I'm a little bit tired. Just got back about an hour ago, so if I uh, if I don't sound that great, um, let's just blame it on that. Well, I mean, you never really do, but that's fine. All right, all right, Christian. Okay. Um, we are going to try a few beers today. We're changing up a little bit of the, the formula that we have. So why don't you show us our first one? So the first beer we're doing tonight. So like you said, we're changing things up a little bit. We got a lot of good feedback from our show last week about doing multiple beers. So we're going to try and go with that again. Tonight we're going to compare three different porters from three different Wisconsin breweries. And uh, the first one we're going to start off with is the Polka King Porter from Door County Brewing Company. Uh, If you're going to look it up on Beer Advocate, it's got an 81 out of 100, so it's a very good score. Uh, 5.3% ABV. The description from the website uh, was created in honor of one of the... uh, Legendary polka players in that area, uh, and his red tractor is featured on the beer can. Uh, It's a dark brown porter brewed with pale chocolate malt and English hops with notes of roasted chocolate and caramel. This beer is perfect for those looking to venture into the realm of darker beers. So when I hear that, I'm immediately thinking it's going to be a lighter kind of porter. It's going to drink easy, but we'll see. All right, let's crack her open. Let's do it. I'm ready to drink. All right. Cheers to week seven. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Seeing good color right away. Yeah, it's got that definitely the darker note to it. So when you're looking at it, you're kind of expecting it to be that darker, heavier beer. But once you drink it, it doesn't taste heavy at all. No, it's good. Very clean, smooth. Like you, it finishes like water. Like you don't, you get the flavor, but you don't get the lingering effects of things. No, I think the smell is what kind of gives you some of the flavors in there because it's it smells really good um, yeah, yeah i'm almost getting a little smokiness in there too yeah absolutely get that yeah it's a good one yeah i like it um so while we're drinking this one we will get into the bargument of the week <laughs> so our bargument today is we are going to Come to the conclusion on what is the worst day of the week. And uh, I think we should start with Christian on this one. It's clear, without any doubt, in my mind, Tuesday. Why is that? And I will give you the reasons why. Thank you. Can't (laughs) wait. I thought you were just going to give us Tuesday. (laughs) So, 
right? Monday, which everyone's like, oh, Monday, worst day of the week, right? Yeah. I don't think so. I think you gear yourself up mentally on Sunday and Monday morning. You're like, oh, it's Monday. Like, you kind of prepare yourself for the blow, right? Wednesday, it's hump day. If you get past it, you know, you're like, oh, then we're on the back end of the week. Thursday, almost Friday. Ooh. Pre-Friday. Friday is Friday. (laughs) And then you got your weekend, Saturday, Sunday. And then, yeah, Tuesday. That's like, oh, man, I got past Monday. But, oh, no, I still have the whole rest of the week in front of me, and I'm not prepared for that part of it. So definitely for me, it's got to be Tuesday. It's interesting. All right, Kyle, it seems like you kind of disagree with that. I do. I'm with the majority of the people and agree that Monday, I mean, you kind of made some points for me. Like it is universally the worst day of the week. When you're on Sunday night on Facebook, what do you see all over the place? Oh gosh, darn Monday is tomorrow. Work week is about to start. Are you friended with like a bunch of really old people yes. that go, oh gosh, darn oh, it, those gosh. Mondays. Golly gee, Willikers <laughs> Beef, it's Monday tomorrow. So, you know. So I don't, I don't like that argument. Um, just because a lot of people think it doesn't mean it's right. Give us well, some actual okay. That's some facts. I will. So if you work anywhere that has the weekends off per se – and you have to start the work week on Monday, that's usually always your busiest day of the week. I get that you're gearing up. It's Monday. sucks. Whatever. But it's usually always your busiest day and usually always your sleepiest day because you're coming off the weekend. You don't want to be there. You've had a lot of food. You've had a lot of drinks over the weekend. You're kind of just going into the week like... Oh, man, I wish it was Friday. So it's, I don't know, a lot of people are down on Monday. A lot of people just don't want to be there. And that's why Monday is just the worst. All right. I think um, Monday and Tuesday are the only acceptable answers. Can we True. Can we go with that? Yeah. All right. So um, the reason why I think it's Tuesday um, is because when you say that you have a lot of work on Monday, that's what makes the work day go by faster, right? So, like, when when you have a lot of work... I like that point. Um, you kind of, like, go through it. But Tuesday, you have, like, three days left after that. Like, you still have to get to Tuesday. Um, and also, I can't believe you say Monday because we do our podcast every Monday, <laughs> and that's the best part of the week. But, yeah, no. Um, He's not lying. True. That's why my Mondays are a lot better than other people's mondays i don't go on facebook and complain that it's monday i go on and say hey it's podcast monday (laughs) (laughs) i've not seen you post that one time on facebook (laughs) oh in my head this sunday it's happening Um, (laughs) but i do get the point of because sunday you have off and there's football like you want to drink you want to have a little bit more fun and so that makes monday a lot worse if you have like a hangover or you've been drinking on Sunday and you didn't get much sleep. Um, whereas like usually Monday nights, like if we don't have a podcast, we'd be going to bed like eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock cause we're old like that. But, um, mm. I think, I think Tuesday has to be it just because Monday goes by faster. We have our podcast and then Tuesday you're just dragging at work after a full day of going hard with all the extra stuff you had going on. All right. No disagreement for me. No rebuttal from Kyle? You don't have anything to say to that? I am not talking to my perspective. Talk to your perspective. What do you think? What is your thoughts, Kyle? Well, yeah. obviously, it would be the Tuesday because Monday oh, is our podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Look at that late change. After I bring up the point about our I'm podcast. Just, oh, I'm out number two to one. I'm going to join. This wasn't a bargaining of what is my worst day of the week. It was... What What's is the, the what is the Ohio? I mean, okay. the worst day of the week. Christian, best day of the week. Oh, Saturday, Friday for sure. Really? Yeah. See, for me, it's like Friday. I still had to work. True. So but. I feel like I miss out on a lot of that. But mo- 
like let's say i mean there's times i obviously have to work saturdays so i shouldn't like totally give that away but when i have like a normal work week and i don't have to work on saturday it's definitely saturday because i get to sleep in it's like one of the few days that i get to sleep in because i'm normally up for work early and i love sleeping in and i love just like relaxing and unless it's like i'm planning something fun I don't have anything to do. Like, I don't have that responsibility hanging over my head. Fridays, I still have responsibility hanging over my head of, like, I still got to get through work and make sure everything goes fine, and I still got to make my big drive from Kenosha back to Waukesha, and, you know, I still got to get through all that, so. True, but, you know, usually, I mean, I work pretty much every weekend, so it doesn't really matter as far as the work week goes, but I'm just saying, like, Friday... You're just in a better mood. The big relief hits you. Yeah. You're yeah. like, just one more day and it's the weekend. And my Friday night, I'm just like, oh man, it's the weekend. I don't look at it on Saturday. Sometimes I look at it on Saturday like, oh yeah, today's great, but tomorrow's Sunday and that means the next day after that is Monday, which is the worst day of the week. But Wow, you're predicting two days ahead. Yeah. No wonder you're always I'm, so depressed. I'm old. So Damn. I have to. <laughs> some anxiety. I have to adjust my body. To um, I would say it's uh, it's Friday as well. Um, mm. Coming from the perspective of working in a corporate office, like your work week, your work day really isn't as difficult. It seems like everybody kind of like relaxes a little bit on Friday. doesn't go as hard when you're working um and then you usually like dip out a little early at least i do and some of my co-workers uh do as well um so speaking from my perspective i think friday is a little bit better then you can go and pre-game for your friday night activities and then have all saturday and sunday to recover from your friday like if you go hard on saturday you only get that sunday where you uh, when was the last time any of us went hard on a friday <laughs> night couple days ago yeah well you were in paris so for me like my golly goodness it's been years oh yeah well, but you're old yeah but you're I'm like old. 35 so oh no your brother just turned 35 yes, he did. <laughs> it means you're 34 so no i mean uh i was out downtown um two weeks ago so i, I still like to you're you're the young one you're the, i don't want to talk to you that's fine <laughs> we're no. doing a podcast but i don't want to talk to you yeah i think i think friday allows you to have a couple of days to recover because i am getting older and so when i do go out one day just doesn't cut it anymore so if you, okay. if you, if you go hard on saturday and you have to, you feel like you're just, still recovering on monday definitely okay. still hitting you which is the worst day of week. okay <laughs> anyway so yeah yeah what do you guys think of the beer mm. very good delicious very clean crisp very smooth what's the node that hits you the most what's the flavor chocolate chocolate mm-hmm. i get that smokiness i just get that all around the mouth uh just get that smoky vibe from it all right what's our ratings seven one you get this porter you're not going to be disappointed at all very smooth I agree with what they said. It's like a very good starter if you're trying to introduce someone into darker beer because it's not very heavy and you're getting a lot of really good flavor in it. So, Yeah, I mean, it's dark, but it's not too heavy. It's got that chocolate hint. So it's a beer that you could have, you know, multiple in a sitting. And I'm going to give it a 7.4. Yeah, I'm going to go right around there, 7.3. Um think it's a pretty solid porter um great for the winter time great for people that don't necessarily want that deep dark uh beer but uh yeah seven three all pretty we're all pretty congregated right there there's, mm -hmm. there's not too much to hate not too much to be like super excited about this beer but if we were throwing darts it'd be some good shooting yeah can't wait for the next one so one thing I want to get to is we got to do the listener question of the week this week. Yes. So again, our listener Paul won this week in his prediction of the Big Ten championship game. Man, Paul, just killing it. We got a, a whole lot more people commenting, which was awesome. And he still beat them and all. And he still won. 
Yeah. So if you want your question out there, everybody, just, I don't know, go hang out with Paul, figure out what he's doing to get all this right. Cause we're trying to figure it out too. Yeah. We even all guessed on the page this week and we were all wrong to Paul. So. Paul, can you uh, predict that the Vikings will win the Super Bowl this year, please? That'd be awesome. Thanks. No. So his question is, you know, as someone, it sound, he was involved in softball in Kenosha for quite some time, and he's actually in the Kenosha Softball Hall of Fame. So he was wondering, he said, he's seen a decline in the popularity of rec league sports, in particular slow-pitch softball. What are our thoughts on this, and why do we think it is? And to preface this, we have all played in a softball league together. So um, in terms of declining softball, it's not because of us. No. Um, we are out there trying to be youthful. Weekend warriors mm. still sucking. <laughs> but I think I think what my thought on it is I just feel like people our age don't need that reason to go out and drink anymore. We just go out and drink rather than like it, – it's not – they used to use it as a way to get together every week with their friends. And now we can just do that by going to the bar and um, go from there. Well, I think what else you see is, you know, with, with the, you know, emergence of social media and other outlets for, you know, relaxation, hobbies, things like that, like video games, like you see that kind of stuff come more to the front for people of our generation so you're not seeing it necessarily carried through. I also think that in general, there's probably more things to do now than, you know, more options at least of things to take your time and energy. I mean, look at how many channels we get on our TV nowadays. Look at how many like things are on the internet. Like well, our attention's pulled to so many other things. Our attention's pulled, but we also don't like to commit. Like, this is a commitment to Ooh, going to a ballpark one time a week, at least, you know. For like 50 minutes. Yeah. But then you also <laughs> have to go to the bar. after. Like, what I found the hardest part was, like, you have to, like, if, when you get sponsored by a bar, like, you have to go to the bar afterwards. And then, you know, you're you're spending the night with these guys every, yeah. like, Wednesday or Thursday, whenever you're doing it. And so, like, we just can't commit. We don't. We we like to have our schedules available to do whatever we want, whenever we want. Yeah. And so we don't. We don't want to commit to um, to that 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 time. Well, it makes a difference when your team's not sucking too, because then you have to go to the bar after uh, losing, or just even going to the game yeah. when you know you're gonna lose. That's tough. Yeah. Going to the bar afterwards. I mean, that's the easy part for me at least. But, I mean, honestly, I think it's a uh new generation technology has just gotten gotten so advanced that i mean it, it's the same thing with going out to the bars um on the weekend for you know younger people and meeting people to date yeah they don't do that anymore they sit at home on their tinder or on their whatever and they choose whoever they want to date from home so yep they have, we just have gotten accustomed to Netflix. Let's go home. Let's chill. Let's watch Netflix. Let's go on our Tinder or whatever. And we don't have to go out. We don't have to. I mean, today's society is a whole lot more lazy than previous generations. I mean, before, if you weren't outside, your mom kicked your butt. And said, oh, yeah. get your butt outside and do something. Do not sit in this house. But yep. now that's the regular. So it's kind of sad. I mean, I grew up playing sports all my life. Yep. I, I think we all did. Yeah. And I think that's the people that you do see carry through that keep playing these rec league sports or former athletes where I feel like back in the day, you would have like your average Joe from the meat packing plant and like come play on your team or I was literally going to make the point of like, I feel like there has been a shift in how many people, um, are, uh, um, like what type of people are getting into the leagues. Cause I feel like you have those really, really, really good softball players now who have another beer. Let's go. Sorry. I'm cracking open no, the next fine. one guys. Um, and then, uh, 
you like I just feel like you don't have the below average leagues anymore, right? Those have all kind of been wiped out and sure. you have the really good players that like play in like I mean, how many leagues was our pitcher in this he year? He played seven days a week. Seven days a week. That's insane. And you find a lot of people that like softball, they're doing that. They just they play in so many leagues. And, and they so play like, on elite teams, those kind of guys that yeah. you see. And how old is he? He's in his fifties. Right. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, there's, there's, it seems to be like a big difference between the skill set, and I don't, I don't, I don't see people that aren't that great at softball trying to get back into it. You know what I mean? Right. You have those people that are really good. They used to be really good. Those are the people that are on these rec teams and just like to go out and have fun and be with their friends and compete like they usually do. Like that's their main drive is to just compete again because it was so fun as a kid but now you got all these people that you know aren't as good and they won't risk going out there and making a fool of themselves so it's just yeah it's just a big decline on rec league sports in general yeah it's sad um but i think that uh as we get into more of the technology i think that'll become less of a thing and we'll we'll, we kind of revert back and forth it goes up and downs ebbs and flows um and we'll get back into playing more sports in real life rather than esports or whatever um yeah hopefully that answered your question paul yeah um christian why don't you introduce our next beer so the next beer we're drinking is another mke beer and we didn't go with the traditional porter here we grabbed the barrel-aged Baltic porter called Admiral Stash. So, uh, 7% ABV. Uh, I saw Zach smell it a couple seconds ago, and he, his face It smells reacted so good. Pretty <laughs> hilariously. It's got... It's, oh, I don't even know how to... I'm trying to figure oh, the words good. out to describe this beer. See, I smell the wood from the bourbon barrel. I smell the wood. It's like a woody coffee mix. I feel like, like, yeah. I almost it smell like, like you know, like fall, like burned leaves, like burning leaves with the wood and. Yeah, I like this one. Um, it just it's it it's not too crazy in any direction. Like, there's not like a flavor that really like no that you get pulled out of. Um, I just feel like it's got most of the flavors you'd expect in a, um, a darker Porter. Um, I'm, I'm not tasting the barrel too much in the actual flavor though. It's, it's in the smell. No, no, it's in the smell for sure. And not necessarily What's the taste, but you don't taste the alcohol either. No, well, no, that for 7%, it's, it's pretty light. And what was the first one? Six. No, the first one was 5.3. 5.3. Oh, okay. 5. Yeah, I was going to say, it definitely is a lot heavier than the first one. So, But you get hints of coffee, whiskey. Uh, I almost smell like raisin in there, too. But you're getting uh, chocolate and toffee in the taste yeah, I get this. I get the sweetness right away. Like the first thing you taste is the sweetness, and then as it goes away, you get like that coffee, and then you get that smoky yep. um, barrel flavor. Yeah, I'm getting the the whiskey for sure, which is not bad. Yeah, the whiskey stays on your tongue. I feel like like after everything's all down, you kind of get that. But it's not overpowering yeah. no, like no. the the, the one we tried <laughs> no, last no. week. <laughs> this is this is what I look for in my bourbon barrel. My bourbon yeah. barrel aged beer. You can taste this it, but a, it's not overpowering. Yeah. I just want to keep smelling this one. It smells so good. Gonna try and turn it into a candle. An air freshener, yeah. Come on. Maybe. Merchandise right there. We're gonna keep keep drinking on that while we go to our sports. Um we gotta start out with the Packers, as always. They uh beat Washington twenty they, to fifteen. They snuck by Washington. <laughs> a lot closer than we expected the game it was to go. crazy they started out with a flash it was 14 nothing in the first quarter basically and then they only scored six more points the whole game and let washington score 15 points yeah yeah so basically 
after that, we got scored 15-6 to six to Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins and the Redskins. And Darius Geis, I think, had he not been injured he on that play, that would have made an impact too. Mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson continues to tear it up at Lambeau. What they say is his fifth straight game at Lambeau with a touchdown. <laughs> He's so I, this year for him is just. I think it was his eighth actually. Eight straight. Eighth games. straight. Okay. Yeah, which is crazy because so, he only played there once a year. Tears it up. Yeah, certainly does. Um, yeah, the uh, Aaron Jones had a day. Finally. He killed me in fantasy. Thank <laughs> you very much. Aaron Rodgers. Not too good again. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, three of the last five games, he's under 200 passing yards, which is terrible. So, yeah, under 200 is not as bad. Aaron Rodgers. That's not MVP. I'm just saying. That, that's... No, I didn't say he was going to be MVP this year. So, I don't know why you guys keep bringing it up. I just thought he has another season where he could. MVP. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but they won. That's all that matters in the NFL. Uh, you squeak by. I don't think they had too many injuries. So um, now they, they got three easy games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> they played the Vikings in there though. They they play oh. a Bears team that's won four in a row. Yeah, they're and they play the Vikings, and then they finish off with the Lions team. The, that the problem is they stuff. have to Blah. they go home, away, away against the Vikings Lions to finish it up. And so we did have New Orleans lose uh, and Seattle lost. And so that means the Packers are currently in the second seed. Um, Seattle does play the 49ers again and at home. The uh, the Seattle beat 49ers last time. So if that can happen again and the Packers win out, they'd be the first seed, which would be great home field advantage in Lambeau. Nobody wants to go play in the snow and the cold get another ice bowl going um this year but yeah they have a pretty good shot of at least getting home field advantage for a few games sure i mean it does make a huge impact a few years ago i went when they played the giants and mm. with windchill that game was somewhere in the negative 40s and i remember i double coated like wore my ski pants or everything and it was still just so bitterly cold. You could, yeah, you're you know, not, it felt like it was going through you. You're not moving at all. That's no. what kills you. But it was definitely worth it. And I, it was cool to say I was like at a legitimate Lambo. You know, that's what you think of when you think of Lambo Field is those bitterly cold the games. So, I mean, that'd be huge home field advantage, especially if you have to take on a team from California or somewhere warm. Yeah, can you imagine San Francisco going from being a one seed to a three seed? Or a, actually, they could go down to a five seed if Seattle can come up and take the division from them, which is still possible. Um, and then having to go into Lambeau Field and play the Packers in Lambeau, that'd well, be crazy. Yeah, even if they're a two seed, I mean, if the game to go to the Super Bowl would be at Lambeau. Yeah, there's still a lot of mix-up left in the NFC side of the, the playoff picture. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all pretty exciting except for the NFC East, which is just... I can't... We should just petition that they don't allow <laughs> any of them to get a playoff spot and we open up a third wild card team. It's bad to watch. I'd rather watch the Redskins than the other teams in that division. Mm-hmm. If they, Why is that? At least they're trying. <laughs> like, that's what, it, that's what it seems like. At least, like, you're watching them lose like, these valiant effort games. You're like, oh, they almost they almost made that one closer. They almost, like, they lost to the Packers by five points. Yeah, they were within a uh, you know, within one possession most of the game to, like, the so last two minutes. You, you look at that versus, you know, the Cowboys the other night. Oh, the Cowboys are, you know, coming in against the Bears, and it's going to be a close one. So many points and it was just... It was bad. It was sloppy. You never know what you're getting out of that team. You never know what you're getting out of the Eagles. Like I don't. I want to watch consistency. How did the Eagles beat the Packers? That's my question. Is like there's there's no sign that the Eagles are a team that should be able to beat the the, the ten and three Packers. Yeah, but they're all up and down. It's just every week they can win 
And every week they can lose. But the NFC East is the only division without a team with a winning record. And uh, the Giants are playing the Eagles tonight. And it doesn't even matter if the Eagles win because they'll still only be 6-7. and seven. So, <laughs> um, The return of Eli Manning. Yeah, they would need the Eagles to win three of the next four games or the Cowboys to win uh, two of the next three games to have a team with a winning record in the playoffs. When your wildcard teams are going to be having like 11 wins. It's it's crazy. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be teams that are 10 and 6 that could be left out of the playoffs. And you got the NFC East, which... But to be fair, all you need is a chip and a chair. If you make the playoffs, you're getting they're going to get a home game. Yep. Against a wild card team, uh, Viking Seahawks, 49ers. Um, and then they're going to go and uh, you can always, as long as you make the playoffs, look at the Giants uh, the year that they won it. Years that they won it. Yeah. You could be the sixth seed and come in and win it. So, yeah. Our, uh, our champ or our Super Bowl for the Packers, uh, Super Bowl season, we were. I think a six seed. It was either a five or a six seed. So anybody can win it. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Yes. Who led the Packers in receptions this week? Uh, that would be Aaron Jones. And oh. yet we only Jones. won by five points. Yeah, but. And he still rushed for what? 134? Yeah. So. It was a Jones day and they won. So I, I'm not going to say. I'm. You know what, guys? We 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 play our fantasy football every week. Um, we do a daily fantasy that we pick a we pick a tournament in DraftKings or FanDuel, and we see who can get the best score. I would have absolutely dominated with the lineup that I had put together in DraftKings, but because I was in France, they wouldn't let me uh, do it because I wasn't in the right location. So, well, guess what? Uh, I put Aaron Jones in this week, and he did very well. Yeah, I sucked this week, so <laughs> this is the first week I lost in that. I think from now on, though, we should have punishments mm. on Monday. I like that. Agreed. Um, you guys let us know what the punishment will be. Yeah, Ooh, within reason. <laughs> yeah, give us, give us, give or us we'll, some. Or uh, we'll give them options and let them vote. There you go. That works, too. Let's do that. All right, the Bucks. <laughs> We're watching them right now. They're winning against Orlando. I mean, well, they've won fourteen that's straight now. All they're doing is winning, win, 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 no matter what. I like the way they're winning too. They're controlling the game throughout the whole game. Offense is clicking. Defense is playing really well. This is everything that you expected from them when the season started. They are looking like contenders. Yeah, for sure. In the last five games, they've been averaging. Uh, twenty nine point two uh point lead at the end of the game margin of victory. Yeah, great way to put it. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, twenty. He was in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I am so jet lagged right now. But yeah, twenty nine point two points. That's crazy. I know. Over I know. a five game span, it's not like it was like one game that they won by thirty points. This is a trend that they're starting, which yeah. I love. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it last week with their easy schedule. But their last game, they played one of the best teams in the NBA, the Clippers, and they pummeled them by 28 points. So, yeah, Bucks are just looking good now. I mean, they have been for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, their next big competition Lakers. will prob- probably be Dallas on True. the 16th and then Los Angeles on the 19th. Yeah. So, so, yeah, Los Angeles has got the same record. Yeah, and now we're officially over the twenty game mark, and we can say that uh, Kyle was right in saying that we we need to give them a little bit more than the first ten games to decide what kind of team this was. And it seems like they proved me and Christian wrong um, that they can they can win a game, take control, and just dominate. Yeah, the last few games. I think their game management and their system that they've gone through has finally clicked, and they're looking good. I was going to ask you guys last week, um, 
what you think their record will be after December with uh, easy schedule coming up. And I mean, we've got a couple tough games, but most of them are at home. So they'll have one more loss. One more loss. Can we can we assume that they're going to win tonight's game? Yeah. All right. So that would put them at twenty one three. So Zach has one more loss. How so many more losses do you think, Christian? I think their record will be thirty and four. Okay. So one more loss as well. Mm-hmm. It's possible two more losses because they do have to play Mavericks, Lakers, Pacers, 76ers. That's at the 76ers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to go with, actually. I mean, if you ask me, it's fine. But Merry no, Christmas. I, game. I wasn't going to ask you. So don't <laughs> give us your opinion, Kyle. Oh, okay. Well, no. So yeah. Tw- 29 and 5, they'll, they'll be um, after. I still, have, I still think that's leading the East. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm just seeing ticket prices pop up on for vivid seats next to the ESPN schedule here for the Lakers, yeah. and it's like eight dollars for tom- tomorrow's game, or not tomorrow, Wednesday's game so. against the Pelicans, <laughs> and then even against Dallas, there's low as twenty five dollars. But and then you much? hit the Lakers, <laughs> it's one fifteen. And even New York is 92. Oh, God. Well, New York is at New York. That's just hilarious. I mean, that yeah, well, that Laker game will be a good one. Yeah. Can you imagine, like... Going to it and no. doing a live stream from the game? Oh. At, <laughs> at center court. Um, does, is it just me, or does it feel like when we play these... Uh, these Hollywood teams that they they rest their players because I I remember it just seems like they don't care that much. Yeah, I agree. I like, mean, it's the regular season. I mean, it's the NBA. When you when you so. play away regular season against a team like the Bucks, like why you don't need to win? Yeah, you don't need to win it. So just put in your like. We already had Kawhi do it this year. I'm pretty sure Steph did it last year to us. Like it just seems like whenever we get. Uh, a team like that, they they rest their star players, and therefore, it's not worth your money to go watch them. Right? Could you imagine paying that much money, and you find out once you get there that LeBron is not playing? How pissed would you be? Like that's a problem. That he the, hasn't sat much this year. I get it. I'm just saying. In last general, couple of years, he hasn't sat that much. I mean, he was injured last year with that really bad groin injury that he came back from, and. From everything that I'd read, they said he shouldn't have even played. He said his yeah. groin injury should have set him out for six months, not six weeks. And he played through it. So, I mean, props yeah. to him. But, I mean, the year before that, he played in every single game. Yeah. I mean, so. I'm not judging his tough, toughness, but I'm just saying, like, paying that much money. and As a fan. and As a fan. Yeah. And a lot of NBA teams are just like, oh, well. LeBron's played every game this year so far, right? Mm. I think I think that's what they were saying. I, I, think I could so. be wrong, but I believe he's been playing every game so far. Um, yeah, even on StubHub, tickets are going for one eleven for that game. Might need to find a bar to watch that one night, boys. That'd be a good one. Is there? Um, Maybe go to Ray's Grain again. I uh, I just can't stop smelling this beer. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Should we? Uh, yeah, let's, let's wrap this one up. Um, Christian, what do you think? I'm torn. I really like the smell. Flavor is really rich. I think it's a little more rich than what I want out of my porters. I love the I love the bourbon flavor with it though. Seven three. Mm, interesting I mean I definitely like it it's definitely heavier than the last one you definitely get that you know whiskey coming out but I probably wouldn't have more than one of these in a sitting so I'm going to downgrade it a little bit and give it a 6-2 
Wow, you guys. No. Ouch, a six, yep. two. There's no way I'd let that drop below a seven. Oh, well. Oh. Um, but it's your review. Yes, it is. I actually really like this beer. Oh. Um, Ooh, is this going to be your highest rated yet? Not highest rated yet. It's going to be my highest rated winter beer, I think, um, at an 8.1. Okay. Um, strong, strong. But yeah, it, it just it smells good. It tastes good. Um, I love it. It's something that if you want something that um, is a little more full-bodied, is a little bit more heavy. It's it's not super alcoholy, but you definitely it's like it doesn't overpower everything, but you get a taste of you everything get, that's there. Yeah, every flavor in it. So yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Um yeah, I think that's all of our reviews. So then let's move on to Badger football. Christian and Kyle Got to go to the raised grain and watch yes. it. I was not yeah. there. Second week in a row we went there because they had a viewing party. Uh, and and second, got some more good beer. I mean week in a row. It was it was a never really disappointed. Good, really good place to be. So Yeah, went, watched them. Like everyone else, the, we were all going crazy for them when they were up. Mm. Scored that touchdown before half. And I remember telling Kyle because I watched the players coming off the field at halftime. They were, the Badgers were jumping around and, you know, tossing their hands in the air, throwing helmets around. They were excited. And I said, they're celebrating way too early. It seems like they think that they've already won it. I hope it doesn't come back to bite them in the butt. And Kyle said, yep, I agree with you. (laughs) Just like that, right? Almost exactly like that. No, I was a little more pumped up. I said, you know, you're right. They, you're playing Ohio State. This is halftime. The last halftime we played against Ohio State, they creamed us. So we we both knew that if the Badgers were celebrating at halftime, if they thought that, man, we're going to win this game and just coast into it, they're just going to time out. Yes. I just got an update on the Brewers uh-huh. that they are eyeing Didi Gregorius. Interesting. We'll get more into that during the Brewer section, but I just wanted to all toss right. it out. Thank you. But yeah, so we we all went into this game, no matter if you were a Badger fan or not, that Badgers are probably going to lose this game. You obviously hoped that they were going to win, but a lot of people, no matter if they were, you know, optimistic about it, you were expecting them to lose. So just to interlude there, uh, the Badgers were up 21 seven and they only had a 54% chance to win on ESPN. (laughs) It was insane. It's like they're up two touchdowns, but only had a 4%, uh, 4% advantage over them. So yeah, yeah, keep going there. So, you know, when they were up 21-7, everybody was like, my goodness, are we actually going to do this? Are we actually going to win? And, you know, Taylor was having a big day. Cohen was having a good day. And we were just doing a lot of, you know, trickerations, not normal plays, and they were working. And everything just seemed going right. But... You know, obviously Ohio State's a really good team. They made some adjustments. We did not. We kept with the same thing. Didn't seem like we did a whole lot more trickerations in the second half than we did the first half. I don't know why. And we started to lose. Yeah, we did score a point in the second half. Like plain and simple. If you don't score a point in the second half, you deserve to lose the game. Um we gave up what was it? Uh 20 straight points or um, something around there. Like you can't do that and expect to beat an Ohio state game. Yeah. Like, they were doing everything that we talked about last week in the first half. Yeah. They're getting good field position. They're getting turnovers They, you know, they were able to do the things that Wisconsin does when they win games. Their running game was strong. Mm-hmm. You know, Taylor still tore it up. He had a good day, but most of that happened 
in the first half. Well, yeah, because so. he had, what, a 42-yard touchdown or something like that in the first half. Like, he had a big... Yeah. Well, yeah. And he had a huge run. run right before the end of half. And there wasn't a whole lot of uh, rushes that he had that were, like, stuffed to the line. I mean, they were all, like, three or four yard, sometimes six, seven. And then he had that gash where it's just, like, it seemed like we could do nothing wrong. And So... My question here is, did that game matter for the Badgers at all? I was talking to Christian before the game, and I said, if the Badgers put up a good fight against Ohio State, we will make the Rose Bowl. Which I think they did. So if we got blown out, we definitely would have dropped – a couple spots in the rankings and Penn state was right behind us and they would have made it. So in this perspective that they did make it, this game meant almost nothing because they made the Rose bowl. That's the best they could have done if they won the game. So I'm obviously happy with the, uh, the outcome. It's the first Rose bowl that the Badgers have been to since 2013 when they went there three three years in a row and lost all three, so and they have a tough competition coming up. This is not going to be an easy game. No. So I think this would have been a lot more interesting had they not lost to Illinois, because had they not lost to Illinois, your only losses against the number two or number one team in the country. Right. If you would have won the even game, if, no. Even if you had two losses to the number one team in the country. Does that get you in though? You would have been. I don't know. No, but that you were at, you would have so. been at the Rose Bowl. It would have been, it would have been, it would have been a conversation though, right? Because when you lose to the same team twice, like when they're the best team in the country, like I don't think. Okay, it, but then there's the potential that you lose to them a third time. Agreed. I'm, I'm telling you that I don't think there really has been a team that has lost a championship game and made the Final Four. True. So there's the year Bama didn't even make the championship game and they they made it in the playoff championship game. But yeah, because Auburn beat them. Yeah, it was Auburn and LSU. No, Georgia. Georgia. I played in that game, I believe. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think it would have made some things more interesting. But yeah, after they lost to Illinois, lost to Ohio State. I think the Rose Bowl was a good possibility, whether they lost this by a lot, lost it by a little. Um, but yeah, why don't we have Christian open this beer real quick? Beer number three. Uh, I can eat some more. <laughs> I'm going to sleep so good tonight. All right. So the third and final beer that we are drinking tonight is arguably one of the most well-known porters in Wisconsin. It's the Mud Puppy Porter from Central Waters. And if you've lived in Wisconsin, you've had a porter, you probably have this beer. You see it on taps everywhere. You see it in cans, bottles, anywhere. Uh, their description of it is a robust yet surprisingly refreshing porter. Mud Puppy is a favorite of dark beer lovers. Characterized by a thick, rocky head and luscious chocolate-like nose, the multi-profile is balanced by liberal hopping for its style. So, it is a 5.6% ABV and 50 IBUs. So it seems kind of low for porters. But the ABV? Mm-hmm. Eh, it's right about there. The ABV is a little, or the IBUs are a little higher than what you'd expect, but they kind of said that in the hopping. Right, yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's try it. So, uh, while we're talking about Porter, do you guys have a favorite one of these three tonight? No, of. Uh, <clears throat> Of any porter that like do you guys have like a port a go to porter? I don't personally. I'm more of a IPA type guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your IPA. How about Christian? I don't know. I have a lot. I love most porters. The one I've been drinking 
a lot of though recently was actually at MKE. They came out with a research and development one in their crate club a couple months ago. And I went there and I've been drinking a lot of that and I really like that. But that's my go-to right now because I have it in my fridge and I got a whole bunch of them at crate club so that I'd be prepared for it. But say I have just one no because I like trying all the different ones, the new ones. The one that I saw that I was really curious about was the one that Carbon 4 came out with recently in collaboration with Quick Trip. Uh, the Glazer, I think it is. The Glazer Knot or something like that. So, I mean, I'd be interested to try that one. I haven't tried it yet because I haven't... Usually when I fill up with gas, I'm not going into Quick Trip, so... Yeah, that's an interesting collaboration, but Quick Trip has been taking uh, Wisconsin by storm. So oh, I love Quick Trip. Yeah, so they, uh, I guess that, you know, the Glazers, they're donuts. Mm-hmm. So they try to do like a play off of that with it. So, But I think that'd be an interesting one to try. Definitely. I'd say my favorite porter um, is the City Lights coconut porter. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Especially that with one. the nitro. Oh, certainly. Well, they're coming out with uh, the Imperial of that. Is that next week? I I did see that on Facebook. It's it's sometime soon. I think it's this week. Or no, no, I think it it was it the 17th. Uh, I feel like it was the 14th or the 17th. But I would be very interested to go out and try that one when it comes out. Yeah. Same here. Because it's my favorite, and I want to try every variation of it. But yeah, um, in terms of the, uh, the beer we're drinking now, I would say it's very similar to the first one in my in my taste. Mm. I'm not getting that chocolate from the first one. You know, I'm getting more nutty with this one. I taste nutty and I feel like it's almost a little it has like a tinge or a tang to it and maybe that's just the the hops with it I know a lot of people really really like this one gonna go out on a limb say it's not one of my favorites <laughs> no but I know a ton of people love it Eight um, beer advocate it's got an 88 out of 100 which was the top one that um, out of the three that we have today. So yeah. it's rated the highest. But yeah, I like I said, I don't get that chocolate. And honestly, I don't get a whole lot of flavor, to be honest with you. And that's where I was going with like the first one. It wasn't a ton of flavor. You know, that's why it was made more for people that don't drink dark beers. Um, but yeah. So. Which I'm surprised though, because in their description is they said it's a favorite of dark beer lovers. I feel like if I'm drinking a dark beer, I would, I would pick so many other dark beers over this one though. See, I can, okay. So I can get where it's a little bit different than most dark beers. Cause you do get that bitterness in the back of the, in the back of the tongue, Yeah, which is a little bit, you know, a little bit different than what any of the other ones were, but yeah, it's not, it's I not. think what would make it different for me too is if it was like a little thicker or creamier with it make it a nitro make it a nitro a hoppy nitro i think it'd be good have you ever had a hop uh nitro ipa no they're actually very good and they're very unique i've had a few of them but i really want to try one but yeah certainly i think if they would make this a nitro it would give it some flavor yeah i think it would tastes kind of more what I was looking for when I tried this. So, All right. Um, so let is, we need to talk about the Badgers basketball still. Um, they only had one game since our last, uh, our last podcast. So yeah, but they took down, uh, IU undefeated. IU their first put up 80, yeah, 10 put, game. Uh, me track but yeah they put up 84 points which is pretty big for them yeah 84 to 64 so so yeah i mean yeah that was their first big 10 game um and they won it which is good 
Uh, they play Rutgers next on Wednesday. And then UWM. Where is that? The rivalry. It's in Madison. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this team is su- super exciting. Uh, but mm. hopefully they can keep it close in the Big Ten and make the NCAA championship. I think that's all they can hope for is making the NCAA championship this year. This year. Yeah, I mean, they're like I said, I think they were projected like eighth in the Big Ten. Somewhere on there, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight. I forgot which one. But well, technically, right now they're tied for first in the Big Ten <laughs> because they are they one and all, one and zero in the division. Yeah. So. Well, that's going to change. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good win. They lost their previous three games, so I'm not going to go ahead and say Badgers are back. They're going to be a one seed, <laughs> but it was a good win against Indiana. That was like Christian was saying, undefeated, playing really well. So I'll give it to them, and hopefully they can um, – I mean, they should win the next two games, and then they play Tennessee, which is the 19th-ranked team. So hopefully they can, you know, keep it up. Yeah, they're going to have a tough game after UWM because they're going to have number 19-ranked Tennessee, and that's going to be at Tennessee. So that'll be – a tough one, and then Ohio State ranked number three in the country right now. Of course they are. Ohio State sucks. <laughs> it's been a while since you've seen them up that high, though, in the basketball rankings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Thomas era, probably Fort Wayne native, Greg Oden era. That was back. The um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how they do. I, I'm not getting, like, pumped for this season for them, but. No, it seems like even in the games that they've lost, their they're stars or, you know, whichever two are playing that night that are the, the stars, you know, they go out and they play really well in the first half. And then the second half, you're like, all right, keep it up. And then you just don't see them. And I don't know if it's the defensive scheme that's taking them out of the game or if it's, like, Halftime takes them out of their game flow, but they got to find a way to keep it up. It seems like they always play slower and with less rhythm in the second half, at least when I've been watching it. Yeah, I feel like when they're winning, they try to slow it down, and then they get out of the rhythm, and then they lose. It's kind of like a prevent defense type thing. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the Brewers. A little off-season action coming up. Um, who'd they sign, Christian? Well, it's the winter meetings right now, so... We could see a lot of moves happen across MLB this week. Uh, all the managers, owners, everyone's meeting down in San Diego this week. So that's why you're seeing a lot of talk coming out. Uh, as far as who the Brewers have signed, they signed Alex Claudio. Uh, they brought him back, which is good because having left-handed pitching, as we talked about, mm-hmm. Kyle, is always important. <laughs> And then a really good catching, you know, catcher. For yeah. Of Omar Nevarez. Uh, he's catching with Seattle. Averaged 276 in his career and had 22 homers last year. So every time I've watched him, he's been really good, really fun to watch. Very upbeat player. So I think he'll mesh well with the Brewers. I think he plays well in small market. So. I like that pickup a lot because, you know, we were looking at it like, who are they going to sign? Are they going to try and go for a bigger name? And we started seeing the big names go off the board. And, you know, we go, who are they going to go to next? And I didn't even see this one coming. So I really like this move. So are there any other actions that you want to see the Brewers do this week? Starting pitching. I mean, again, Omar, for like the third year in a row. Like it, I mean, like Christian was saying, Omar was a good pickup, and it didn't cost them that much money. So they have plenty of money to throw around after losing uh, Moustakis and Grandal. So go get that starting pitching. Come on, Brewers. As we saw, starting pitching starting to come off the board today. I mean, Strasburg signed seven years, 245. 
$245, seven years. Money. I mean, $245 million to throw a baseball. Maybe I'm kind of second guessing choosing the podcast over being in the big, but. (laughs) Oh, it came down to that choice. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, if I could get paid $245 million to to do a podcast, beer, that'd be awesome. Right. I thought. I still have There's faith. There's people that don't get paid $245 million to make beer. <laughs> True. Yeah, I I don't know. Worth it? I don't think so. No? I, I personally thought it was dumb of him to opt out, but joke's on me because he's going to make way more money. I didn't know if he'd be able to re-sign for the amount per year that he would. So Well... Obviously, with them winning the championship this year, and he's always he came into the league as one of the top prospects. Like, just he can At sell like eighteen years old. Yeah, he can sell tickets. That I mean, you no, go to he see in college at San Diego, San Diego State. Um, he was yeah, he was he highly was, touted, and he came up through the minors. He was scouted fast. from high school, obviously, just like Bryce Hype. Bryce Harper, and obviously with them losing Harper, they want to keep their main, you know, people, or else they're just going to start losing everybody. So it was a, I think it was a good sign. Obviously, it's hard for for us to look at any sign of that much money and be like, it's worth it. But he's that type of player that you know deserves that money, and will, you know repay them with a lot of wins and a lot of uh, season ticket sales. I don't know. With his injury history, for me, I was surprised it made it up past 240. I could have seen like 200, 215. Do you know what was guaranteed? Uh, I didn't look at what guaranteed was yet. Probably should have. But, no, I think the Brewers definitely have to find some starting pitching because I think it's going to come off the board this week. Madison Bumgarner is talking about a nine-figure contract. And there's like eight or nine teams that are coming in on him. So, uh, Garrett Cole's contract. Garrett Cole is going to sign from everything we've heard. I mean, today Strasburg signed the biggest pitching contract ever. I think you're going to see Garrett Cole sign probably about 20 million more than that, if I had to guess. But I would say 20 to 30 more. Yeah. So the Brewers should go get him, right? <laughs> <laughs> They'd have no one else to put on the field. Yeah. So um, in other sports, the Patriots Ooh. cheating again? What else is new? Are we surprised? No. It's the Patriots. Especially it's what when they their do. offense isn't as good. They need to start cheating. <laughs> as soon as they lose two or one game because they did it this week they gotta start cheating again <laughs> yeah i it's the same thing and the league's not gonna do anything because all they've ever done is find them like a million dollars the last time they caught him cheating so i mean it is what it is i wish that they would just like catch him and just ban them all because if you know if something like this happened in baseball you'd be seeing like what's happening with the astros like there's a difference between Speaking of which, are we going to see a punishment come oh, down soon? I think, I'm soon? not sure about soon. I haven't heard anything in the Definitely news recently. but before it's, the Yeah, the it's going to come down, and I think it's going to be tough. But, I mean, even when the Patriots were caught cheating, you didn't really see – I mean, I guess with Deflategate, you saw – Four-game suspension. Yeah, but you saw that news line all the time, every day, and that's kind of what you're seeing with the, the baseball scandal, but you're not seeing that necessarily with the Patriots right now. I just I think the league's gonna sweep it under the rug like they do the other seventy five percent of the time the Patriots get caught cheating, which the fact that this happens so much is just ridiculous. Yeah. So if you're a Patriots fan, shame on you. Alright guys. Last rating. Mm. Six. Six five. flat. Six flat. Six five? Six, six flat. 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 Okay. Six. 
I'll go last. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going five four. Ouch! I thought above average beer. A little higher. That's above average beer. Uh, If you give it to me, I'm not going to turn it down because I like it. But it's not like my go-to porter. If I see it on the tap next to another porter, there'd be a lot of other ones I'd pick over this. So five four. So. Yeah, that's the reason why I wanted to go last is because I thought I was going to be like the one person that didn't really like it at all. And, you know, with Zach's six, it's okay. Yours was a little lower than that. And I don't smell anything really at all. And I taste even less than what I smell. So I really don't get anything from it. So... I was gonna go a four four. Four four Ooh. is that? That's I've, the lowest score we've had. Low, right? It's the only one I think we've had below five. five. Yeah. So it's not even an average beer for you. I would be like, would you turn this down? Had somebody said, "Hey, here's a beer." If it was the only thing that I wow. could drink, I would drink it. But if there was anything else on that tap, I would prefer that. Here's the question for you guys. Do you think your perspective would have changed if no. we would have had that one first? No. No. The Me way, neither. The order, I would say... In, okay, so I feel like in terms of flavorfulness, it goes the polka, this one, and then the Admiral Stash. But the flavor from this one just isn't that great. It's like... It reminds me of a, a Porter IPA hybrid which I don't think is a good mix, in my opinion. Yeah, I think if I was just going to grab a straight-up porter, Polka King definitely wins. I mean, MKE's Admiral Stash, I mean, it was barrel-aged Baltic porter. You know, you're getting that barrel. So, like, you kind of expect more out of it. So I think that's why, kind of, too, for me, it, it had a little more done to it. Which is why I tasted, I think, a little bit better, but... Yeah, I mean, for me, and what we'll wrap it up on, because this is kind of a mic dropper, it, it's kind of the same thing as eating celery. You taste nothing. That's my perspective. That's your mic dropper? Yes. Wow. Celery beer. Got him. Mic drop. <laughs> Can't wait to tag him in all this uh, <laughs> social media stuff. Sorry. Central Waters, you guys make great Hashtag beer. Hashtag burn. You guys make great beer. This one just might not be our favorite. Yes. So we'll definitely get you guys on another podcast. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> good week, guys. Later. What happened? Where's that coming from? I hope you were recording. Yeah, it's a really